Welcome to the Propaganda Report. This is Monica Perez with my co-host Brad Finkley and our favorite guest and activist, election integrity activist to be specific, Garland Favrito, who just came off apparently a wild time going to that Trump rally yesterday. I think we're going to have to leave with this just because obviously you're still reeling. Uh, yeah, I am. We're still recovering. Uh, it was an amazing thing. Uh, the, the, first of all, before we get the volunteers, we have increased, I have been telling you all along, they have this great, amazing set of volunteers, and they organized a bus trip down there for Voter J volunteers, put up a makeshift kind of a table tent thing and uh, distributed literature to all the folks, and there are 50,000 people probably were there. I don't know exactly what the count is. Uh, as far as you could see. And and then, uh, you know, one of our other supporters flew me down because I had another speaking engagement at You the, weren't even on the bus? You got a private plane to Perry, I, George? I, 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 well, I, I did. Just one of our supporters says, uh, you know, because I had another presentation already scheduled wow. and they told me they'd like me to speak down there. And uh, so I, I and I didn't want to cancel one because it was Madison Forum. And we, they've been supporters for years. So, um we and one of the guys, one of our sports said, "Well, hey, look, I got a plane up the road here. Let's go, let's go." So we flew down there and made the rally, by, you know, about a half an hour ahead of time. And uh, and then, how course, many sets of underwear did you get thrown up at you when you stepped up not, on stage? Because not, the girls were going wild when you got up there. I, I didn't see any other any underwear. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't focus on anything other than. <laughs> Is that's the first time I've spoken in front of I don't know how many fifty thousand or so people. So uh, did you meet Trump? Uh, I I didn't I didn't get a chance because I I was I had to work. You were too the, busy. Well, I was under you were orders. Too busy. I, 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 I was I was under orders to work the media, uh, and so I spent my time back in the, with the media booth, uh, you know, doing interviews and stuff. That so, is a true so, professional. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't get to. Yeah, yeah I didn't get to meet him. So can well, um, people see that? You have my that? Honor. Is it on YouTube? Is that on YouTube? Your is your speech at the rally on your YouTube? Oh, yeah. It's on VoterJ.org YouTube. I think it's all, my understanding is all over social media. I haven't even had a chance to go in and look. You know? Holy cow. Maybe I actually went to church this morning. So that's the only thing I've done this morning. Good so. job. That was Good tough because we get home about two o'clock. So. Yeah. After a night like that, you got to go to church. <laughs> yeah, really. For thankfulness. Yeah, that was just an incredible day. So we had to uh, thank, uh, give some thanks for that. So That's uh, really, yeah, really so, fun. And I'll put the link to the video in the, oh. the chat here. And that would be great. And maybe in the show notes, we're going to try to put this up immediately after the show so that people can hear it right away. Because for me, the most important thing is the what happened on monday i was very confused because some people could read it as being um i think positive but it looked very negative to me what happened at court in henry county on monday in your case to yeah. look at the fulton county mail-in ballots it, it seems like that was an eternity ago after yesterday to, yes. to me. i can't it's been less than a week um yeah so we went to court on monday and uh and so here the good news is I'll start with the good news. The good news is that the judge said we had a rock solid case. You know, he said like, yes, yes, you know, the evidence is is definitely a prima facie, probable, probable cause evidence of, of of election fraud, and it needs to be investigated. So he he, he was he, the sworn affidavits were very. He was very 
convinced with them. Um, and he uh, also uh, seemed to agree with our, our allegations of constitutional rights violations, equal protection, due process. He's already said this before, that we have the right to, to uh, pursue those. That's the and, most important thing. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then we, uh, he doesn't, didn't challenge our standing whatsoever. Um, and, and basically he agreed that we have to have an inspection in order to determine whether a counterfeit ballots and whether or not our rights have been violated. So he, he, he uh, for the first uh, 45 minutes to an hour, he was the, our best advocate in the courtroom. I mean, he was basically arguing with the defense attorney uh, that, you know, why, why would he dismiss the case? It doesn't make any sense. And the defense attorney, Don Samuel, seemed at that point seemed to be grasping for straws. And then that's when he um, made the what we think are obviously false allegations that the GBI was conducting an investigation into the counterfeit ballots anyway. They would need to do this. Uh, that was uh, that's a complete fabrication. We'll be able to prove in in November fifteenth when we go back. And then probably what really incensed the judge was when he said that his protective order was inhibiting a Secretary of State's investigation. And that was just uh, absurd. I think that really set him off. And you know, anyway, he. he 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 went. The judge went around the courtroom saying, "Well, you know, do, have y'all, are y'all aware of any GBI investigation into this?" And everybody says, "No, no." And then we explained to him. Our attorney, Todd Harding, explained that it was no, it's an IG investigation, Secretary of State. That's the only thing that's been done, and that wasn't a serious investigation into the counterfeit ballot. So, uh, I think that the judge was he was uh, upset that he had been accused, uh, by the attorney of impeding invest- a state investigation. So that was when he declared, said, I said, let's, what about, what if we stay? And then, um, so I can get this reports from the uh, assistant attorney general of, on the, who's representing both the, uh, she would represent the GBI and the, and the secretary of state's, she's already representing secretary of state's office. So, that's where, uh, that, and, and so he, he decided to stay, and uh, there was probably not much we were going to do about it. And unfortunately, you know, he gave them 20 days, but then we get 30 days to respond. So that backs it up another 50 days, and we're back to November 15th before we so go back to court. You got to slow it down. So the judge <laughs> issued a stay. Right. And what exactly is that? What did that do? So he, he gave them 20 days to produce a report uh, telling us what are the, what's the status of these investigations. And, um, and, and and so in 20 days, the assistant attorney general has got to produce something for the court. So. What what are they investigating? I thought they did their audits. All the all you ever read in the newspaper or whatever is that the audits uh, that we that we recounted. We did an audit. What what do these people want? Right. So what are they? Why are they investigating? What is their argument for an investigation? Well, the GBI isn't investigating anything. Uh, they haven't investigated. In fact, they're they're not even authorized to investigate elections. Mm-hmm. Um, they were called into one investigation uh, in, in, in Cobb by the Secretary of State um, for the signature matching, the little uh, thing they did in Cobb County a while back. And that's it. 
So um, they haven't really been uh, involved in, in, in any way. And isn't that when they said that the that Misty or whoever it was recanted her testimony during yes. the FBI investigation, which is completely oh, untrue, right? That was the other false thing, right? Uh, the, you know, she has never recanted anything, and he stood up in court and said that. So um, we uh, will be able to prove in November 14, 15, that he, he gave false information to the court. Okay. So why? What is the Secretary of State investigating? <laughs> that's a good. They? That's a good question. Now we know. And how? Going. If quite the ballots a, are sealed. Quite a well. Quite yeah. That's that's a, these are great questions. This is probably why the um, the judge ordered the the report. He wants to know what is the status of what you're doing. And uh, but they're you know they're not certainly not investigating our claims. Or they they've called quite a few of us up um, who were there oh, yes. and and said you know and basically what we determined was that they're actually investigating us. They're not right. investigating uh, you know the 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 allegations that mm-hmm. that any of us have made, which are consistent. So and because they're not supposed to have access to those mail-in ballots, right? Everybody can look at the at the images, but nobody can look at the physical mail-in ballots, right? Right. The ballots are, were were sealed, and they uh, allegedly uh, seem to admit that they tampered with the ballots while they were under seal. Uh, the protective order uh, didn't change anything so the you know the order was to preserve the ballots it didn't actually even prevent them from looking at them so uh that's kind of where we are okay so they have 20 days to answer and then you have 30 days to respond to what they have submitted right right this thing is getting ridiculous it's going to be more than a year by the time we even get to that next it really is. I mean, that basically pushes us into January. Into which, campaign cycle for 2024, essentially. Yeah, there you go. And and, and in, in fairness, we would have probably ended up being in January anyway because Fulton County would have argued they couldn't start an inspection immediately because their resources were tied up on the election uh, with October and November. And then there'll be a runoff and it'll probably be December. You know, it's a mayoral, tight mayoral, Atlanta mayorials race. So... Uh, that's that's pretty okay. much where we are. Okay. So it just, it seems like the judge might have said that it was, I don't know, like uh, capricious or something or in bad faith to come and say false things just to get, a, get this thing stalled. Yeah. I mean, he was visibly upset. And he was visibly angry with the defense. Oh, right. Why didn't just dismiss it? Just just wave them away, maybe because he wants this to be above reproach for appeals. I, I think you're absolutely right. He wants it to be above reproach and he wants to make sure he's got every uh, I dotted and T crossed. Um, and because he's going to be, you know, he's going to. He's going to get a lot of notoriety for this one, one way or the other. So I think he wants to make sure he's got uh, everything I, exactly what you said. It's you know it's not a, uh, appealable. There's no grounds for them to appeal, and and basically the defense attorney attacked his credibility as a judge, which uh, that I mean that fried a lot of us in the courtroom. Uh, so not just the judge, but um, you could see that he was visibly angry about it and. 
But okay. that also kind of gave them what they wanted, though, by delaying it longer, even though he is trying to make sure there is integrity to it, but also it throws a wrench in moving the process forward. Uh, yeah, it was a brilliant, uh, another brilliant strategy by Don Samuel, but I, I don't, it seemed like it's going to backfire on him in, in two months. But I mean, basically, he threw out the last thing he could throw out was when the judge was saying he doesn't have a, a, any grounds to dismiss the case. Now he started fabricating things. And uh, so it's, of course, you know, in, in there's a problem with courts that an attorney is not sworn under oath. So they can commit perjury all day long and anything they can say is, is not uh, it's not considered evidence. But in this case, the judge took it as evidence and he shouldn't have. But he did it, I think, to protect uh, his own integrity and protect the integrity of the case. So. so is this uh, what you're talking about? I wanted to get through a couple of questions before I ask you some stuff about Arizona. Sure. And Matt was saying, I think you were just addressing this. The defense attorney is not in contempt of court, even though they lied. Uh, it is a great question. Uh, I, I actually have to ask my attorney that uh, we I, I, that's on our plate to ask uh, our attorney to see what the what can be done. I would think so. Uh, but I don't I don't know. Uh, I'll have the answer for you next week. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't know. To be honest with you, if we were going to do that, I don't think I would say if we were going to do that or not. They want they want uh, cases to be filed. The, the people are demanding that there's, there's some accountability for this kind of behavior. Right. Uh, well, and, and this is the, the root cause. You know, the judge, uh, an attorney can lie and get away with it in, in, in court. So, okay. It will uh, be. Yeah. Yes. It will I be think done. we're going to get this done. I really think we're going to get this done in January. Okay. Uh, Kiara says, I have questions about the QR codes. What are they added to? When are they added? During ballot inspections, are they visible? Which website do they open via code reader on a cell phone? Wow. Okay. Let's take these one at a time. Um, what are they added to? When are they added? So I, I'm not sure what that exactly what that means, but the QR codes contain the votes, and that's what is accumulated into the election results. It doesn't what you saw on the ballot has nothing to do with what's accumulating the vote cards. I, I'm not sure if that answers number one and number two uh, or not, but I guess uh, she can re-ask if I didn't answer that. Uh, during ballot inspections, they're, yes, they're, they're visible. The QR codes are on the, the actual paper trail. We can see them. And uh, they don't uh, open a website because they don't have a URL in them. They have the votes in them. So there is an and here's the other thing. They're encoded. So you can't read it anyway with a, with a code reader because the, the, the ballot, uh, the QR code is encoded. It's encoded, but it's not encrypted. So it's encoded so you, the voter, can't figure out what votes are in there, but it's not encrypted, so any hacker can figure out what votes is in there and change them. So it's the worst of both worlds. Wow, well, that's interesting. Okay, so William wants to hear about the Arizona audit results. And um, I have an 
a, a blog post by Richard Charnin, C-H-A-R-N-I-N, who mm -hmm. I've been interested in for a long time in like his analysis. I'm not sophisticated mm -hmm. enough to really evaluate it. I know he's been cited by Trump and he was very nonpartisan. I mean, I suspect he's his sympathies lie with the kind of Democrat ideology, but he he's definitely all over this fraud stuff without partisan bent. So he put up a post that outlined nine audit findings. He also call, calls on Mike Lindell to to bring forth what he has that supports this stuff. But I'd like to read these nine quick points of the sure. audit findings and anything that either of you have a comment on or insight into, just raise a hand or stop me. I'll, I'll read them one at a time and you can just say no comments if you don't know whether it's true or not. Okay. He says, one, the canvas showed over 3,400 more ballots were cast than recorded. More ballots yes, were cast were than cast recorded. Than 3, so that means 3,400 ballots were not recorded, even though they were cast. So they're missing from the vote tally is what he's saying. Mm, okay. I'll keep going. We, okay. well, let's just say we can't okay. confirm any of this unless you actually say you know about it. Uh, okay. Okay. So over 9,000 more mail-in ballots were received and recorded than the official number of mail-in ballots sent out. So yes. 900 additional yes. mail-in ballots came in and were recorded, then officially were permitted to be mailed. Right, and and that's, uh, you know, we thought it was, they thought it was a bigger number, then they realized there were certain things that they weren't considering, but yes, I, I, I do recall that. It gets, okay. it gets into the EV 32, 33 reports. Okay. This says uh, number three, precincts show more ballots cast on election day than people who showed up to vote, specifically 1,551 extra votes. So more votes than people who showed up to vote on election day. Okay. Can't comment on that one. All right. Okay. It says approximately 2,500 ballots were shown in the early vote returns that do not have a voter listed as casting them. So that could go along with, I don't know what, the, those other numbers. Okay. And it says over 255,000 early votes shown in the county final vote file do not have a corresponding entry in the early voting returns file. So I'm going to read that again. Over 255,000 early votes shown in the county final vote file do mm -hmm. not have a corresponding entry in the early voting returns file. Okay. So uh, over 23,000 voted by mail after moving after the October 5th cutoff. So they moved after October 5th and then they voted from where they were. Apparently. Right, right. I do remember That's that. 23,000. Mm -hmm. It says... 2,382 voters cast votes in Maricopa County in person after moving out of the county. Boy, that seems intentional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Over, over 2,000 voters who moved out of Arizona during the 29 days before the election were given a full ballot instead of a presidential-only ballot. So that affects the down ballot races. Close to 300 deceased voters potentially voted. That seems like a small number. Right. So, well, here's what's interesting about that. None of those nines were uh, those nine things were on my takeaway list that I got out of watching the hearing. So I got out of a, a whole nother list of stuff. Um, one thing that he did not mention, which just really struck me, was the number of 
ballots that they accepted that had no signatures. Oh there, yeah, actually there is a number 10 when you click through to the blog okay. um, without the, uh, not in the email that says 17,000 ballots had illegal or missing signatures. Yes, yes. That was, that absolutely struck me. And some were totally blank. They had approved written on them. Some had scribbles, which are obviously not sig signatures. Um, any any of those ballots would have been rejected by common sense by you know someone who was looking at it. How they were approved uh, and counted were are are incredible. And of course, now you don't know who they were actually counted for because the ballots been separated from the envelope. Uh, so those are those that that's just the ballots though. What really stunned me, probably even more than that, was the security report from Ben Cotton. And uh, just a couple of things that stuck out to me on that was the internet access that from five from eight months before the election to about five or six after, this, the election management server in Maricopa County was accessed both from the server and into the server remotely and out, both directions, many, many, many accesses. I don't know if hundreds of accesses or, or what. That that struck me as, as one thing. Uh, the second thing that struck me a lot was the fact that it had a dual boot system that had two hard drives. And so you could boot off of either one of them. One of them was the election management server hard drive. The other one was this other kind of hard drive which had foreign data on it from out of state, Washington, South Carolina, other places. And it's like, what is that? Why is that there? If it was a backup hard drive, it would be configured exactly the same way. So that was uh, stunning to me. And then the third thing that I thought was stunning was the fact that they had uh, an administrator delete all the election results the day before they turn the uh, server over to the audit. Uh, um, those those three things just really bowl me over on the security front. Um, and, and, and the way they got away with this, uh, what was interesting, they had shared passwords. So in other words, they give, let's say they got a password, they have an admin user ID and password, they give it to all three of us. So we're in there deleting all the files. Nobody knows which one of the three of us did that. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's, that's what, you know, it's, it's absolutely uh, unacceptable uh, security standards that right. Maricopa, Maricopa County was using. So why, why would they be using such unacceptable security right. standards if their intent was, was legitimate to c conduct an honest election? You know, that's, that's unacceptable. I mean, it's been known for, Oh, my gosh. They were all the way that back to 2004, uh, when I think there was a report out of uh, Johns Hopkins uh, that basically explained, uh, you know, shared passwords are, are not acceptable. So so that that was uh, crazy. But they, they did have video uh, at that time running. And I think they caught whoever it was or they know who, who the person is. So now we'll see if that person is prosecuted. Let me ask you this, Garland. If I'm just a. Uh... Every day, I work every day. I don't pay that much attention to the news. I glance at the headlines. This is what I would get about the Arizona audit, that it absolutely, without a doubt, proved that Joe Biden won the election and that there was no fraud. And then on the other side, this is what I would get, that it absolutely, and without a doubt, proved that there was election fraud 
and that Biden, it was corrupt and Biden didn't win. So how, how it's such conflicting messaging. I mean, drastically on both sides yeah. of this. What do you have any insight into how they are are able to frame the certain issue? Like how, how is the side that's saying that is absolutely without a doubt proves that Biden won? What What is their framing on this? Yeah. So, uh, Binkley, what I would the way I would frame it, I try to frame it from a nonpartisan perspective was the tally showed that uh, the, the tally of the existing ballots showed that Joe Biden uh, maintained approximately the same margin, give or take a thousand votes that he had, uh, uh, I think, which was a 10,000 vote margin of victory, the tally. <laughs> but the other problems are that all those thousands and thousands of ballots that were counted that were not uh, correct. So you don't know who those ballots were cast for, but they know that they were never should have been cast. So the problem is you don't really know who won the election. That, that's, the, that's the truth of the whole thing. Nobody, nobody knows who won right now. Uh, it, it, it was illegitimate for all the reasons uh, that you have stated, Monica, and the ones that I've stated. So that's the underlying issue is that what was proven is it was illegitimate. That's the way I would uh, I would couch it as a nonpartisan, uh, you know, uh, organization or, or nonpartisan individual. I mean, who knows? It, it, you, you, you can't tell. There's just too many things were going wrong that should have never happened. Let me um, I would like to go through and throw up some of these comments for you guys. Maybe I put up a comment. Binkley, you can read it and Garland can address it that way for to the extent that everything is not totally clear to everybody. Um, I'll go through and throw up. Well, I'm going to throw up, but I am going to throw up some questions. So but yes, I do. I feel like what's really tragic about all of this is that both a presidential election and also the Senate being split like it is, if that down ballot race came out the wrong way, which I personally think it did, then you've got a lot of law, a lot of precedent, a big direction being established that there's no remedy for that. There's not going to they probably won't even replace these people who are illegitimately holding office. It's, you know, there's no real mechanism for that. And it's just, I mean, the damage is done. You got to keep fighting the fight because the process is our only hope at this point, but it's the damage that's already been done. Right. right. I mean, we, you've got to have a remedy. You have to have transparency and then a remedy for the any problems found. That should be the most fundamental thing, I think, Monica, that you hit on. Of all the elections, that's the most fundamental thing. Okay, let's see. All right. I would say keep it up. The election, this is from iTumblers. The election findings and legislative recommendations in Arizona, paired with your investigations, findings, and legislative recommendations, is going to help make national change. I, I think he's right on, I, or, or she. I'm not sure who the iTumblers is, but, but that's certainly what we're going to do. We're going to get all the evidence out and then. That's going to explain that we got to do something. OK, and we're going to have to get these Georgia legislators off their duffs and get them moving. Yeah. If you guys weren't doing this, then a lot of this stuff, it just wouldn't be it would, there wouldn't be a light shined on it. And it could just, you know, go underneath and nobody ever know about it. Exactly. exactly. Achilles says, what is y'all's opinion on the Arizona audit? And what do you think is going to happen with the Arizona attorney general investigating the Arizona audit now for criminal behavior? 
Well, the Arizona attorney general is a heck of a lot better than the Georgia attorney general. I mean, Georgia attorney general has seen no, um, has no interest in election transparency whatsoever. He filed a brief against us. And they are just, and also they recently filed a, uh, a notice to appeal the ballot access decision. Now, this is something we haven't really talked about, but the Libertarians won a great victory on ballot access. I think it was in the U.S. Con- uh, congressional race, reducing the requirements from 5% to 1%. 5% the most restrictive in the nation. And the attorney general comes out with the secretary of state to appeal that, uh, again, in direct violation, direct conflict with the need for transparency and freedom of choice in elections in the state of Georgia. I mean, how, how, how corrupt does this have to get? So um, anyway, uh, hopefully, the, so the attorney general cannot technically, normally cannot prosecute people just to make sure. But they can make sure that evidence gets to a grand jury and presented appropriately and get a what we call a true bill out of the grand jury. Uh, the problem is if in Georgia, I don't think you could trust the attorney general to do that. Uh, so we have we'll have to do it ourselves if you know if we get the appropriate evidence. Do you worry that they would try and intimidate you and threaten you with some sort of threat of a criminal prosecution i don't know what they would even try to to frame that with but you know they're getting real creative with their nonsense these days and i i, I would well, worry they, about that they they have they, they have tried to do that or they are trying to do that they're trying to uh, I, I know they were trying to get me to uh and you know when they talked to me uh they being the inspector general's office um it was pretty obvious that they were trying to set me up and I just wouldn't have any anything to do with that. So like a, um, like a Michael Flynn type setup, where they try to get you to lie. Yeah, exactly. It was exactly that. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. It's exactly like uh, like that. So and they try to keep on doing it, but I just didn't buy into it. You're really good at that. You're you're great at being partisan. <laughs> you're the best at that. Valanda says. <laughs> Ask CanCon about the Dominion invoice to Fulton County. They paid for Dominion to run the election. Uh, right. And and uh, I talked to CanCon about that. And this is standard practice, unfortunately. Um, and a lot of the counties, I think you'll see in Maricopa and you'll see in other counties in Georgia, that they pay for Dominion to run the election. They don't know what's going on. Dominion can come on in, in there and do anything. And uh, it's basically Dominion can violate the law, and the elections officials may not even know it. And the elections officials, uh, then uh, they, they, you know, they, the, the problem is election officials have to run their own elections. They can't rely on a voting system vendor to do that. But I, I think what you're you're going to see that's going to that's going to play out all over the country in uh, many different counties. All right. Matt says, what is Georgia doing about the fact poll observers were refused entry? Um, I'm not sure uh, entry into what. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to probably skip that question because I don't think I'm aware of. Uh, there's been a couple of cases of that, uh, and we've had to take that up to 
you know, work with. I mean, you could file a board. Uh, I know in one case, a uh, one of the observers filed a, a state election board case against the county after he was removed by police for just observing uh, a poll closing, which is in complete consistent um, consistency with the Georgia law. So um, he filed a board election board case on that on that one matter. Okay, David says, does anyone have access to the full final report from Arizona? I've seen the video, but would like to have access to a hard copy. I, I'm not aware. I, of course, you know, this, I've been having a crazy weekend, so I haven't I'm barely able to keep up with Arizona. But um, I'm sure that report is going to be available soon. Okay. I, when do Kemp, <coughs> Raffensperger, and Carr have, have to respond to Garland's Dominion <coughs> as why why to oh why they purchase the dominion yeah. system That's tomorrow the- tomorrow okay. we have to we have to hear of course they're going to try to get out of explaining why they bought it uh but um the, the, tomorrow is their deadline to respond to our, our lawsuit and then they'll and schedule, we'll schedule hearing. It. like you told them beforehand not to get it so i just don't know what their ex- explanation is going to be when the guy who told them that they're they're going to be, you know, they're going to mess up. They're easy to hack. And then it, they screw everything up. They're not going to have an explanation for it. Yeah, we had recommendations to the safe commission. We explained that they don't get an unverifiable system. We had uh, many, many hundreds of people testify both to the safe commission and the House Bill 316 hearings. And then I personally explained to Brad Ravensburg before he ever became secretary of state uh, not to get an unverifiable system. We gave him a lot of different options. From different vendors, including Dominion. Back when but, he was just a low-level shill, you warned him. Well, it was a run, it was in a runoff, so I guess he was more than low well, level. Yeah, I guess he was uh, medium level at that point, working <laughs> his way up. John says deleted files the day before. That was what they were saying about Arizona. Right, that was what I was saying exactly. The, the point that struck me uh, was that fact that that the, yeah, the ad, someone with admin capability did it. How many things get deleted beforehand? It makes me think of Bleach Bit and Hillary Clinton back in those days. Lacey says, did you hear that Doug Logan was told to remove from his report that the election shouldn't have been certified or else they would remove indemnification? I, I don't know about the indemnification. I'm not indemnification of who. Or I don't know who would remove indemnification. I don't really understand that part of it. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that in regards to whether or not the election should have been certified, um, see, these problems were not known. Uh, you know, they were not known at time of certification. But now, now the question is, should the election be still remain certified? I think should it should it have been certified at the time? Maybe maybe so. Now the question is should it remain certified? I think that's the question that we should be uh, now that we know from the, from the audit what happened. Okay, I think Kiara's saying I think that Rudy Giuliani says that it was known, but you know we don't know. Do, that. do you that think that in the for court to decide? When this is all said and done. Do you think there'll be some new sort of process that has been put in, into place to remove a president 
if a uh, election was fraudulent project because it doesn't seem to be there, anyone right now there is one there is an existing federal process to remove any uh, officer uh off, you know someone who's who's unduly elected um, oh really yeah yeah there's a process um you know and and uh to do that at least at the federal level so um we don't need a new law uh but again you just need evidence and that's why this big fight well, is what happens to all the all the damage that was done when they were fraudulently holding office? Well, false? right. There's no way to undo that. I don't think. Uh, and that's why that's why it's important to get it right the first time, you know, with transparent, uh, accurate elections. And yeah, to me, it, feels like, it feels like it when a college football team or something, you find out a couple of years later that the players were being paid. And so they strip away all the victories and the trophies, but it doesn't really change what actually happened. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not saying that that won't I'm not saying that it won't change what happened. I'm saying the way that it feels when it comes to the solutions right now. I'm interested in the actual federal federal law, though. I did not realize there was a, a process for that. Matt says, how were the machines certified for use due to two hard drives on it? Yeah, uh, the two hard drives clearly would violate um, EAC guidelines, I think. But um, then the question comes up, well, how do you know that they had two two of them in there? Because, you know, when they certified, they probably would not have even looked uh, inside. So, uh, yeah, but it's definitely that's not kosher. It's definitely not. I don't think much that they do is. And the answer to that question is yes. Yes, we should. You should expect that there were two hard drives in Georgia because there were two found in Arizona, right? Yes. Uh, you know, why would why would Georgia be why would Georgia be configured differently? Very good question. Are you going to purchase Brad Raffensperger's new book? Oh, I forgot about I forgot to ask you about this. To yeah. purchase Brad Raffensperger's new book on integrity. Ha ha, I'm kidding. Thank you for bringing that up. Well, well, I mean, it's it's something that we agree on. We agree that integrity counts. And this is why he needs to resign. This guy, I mean, that's 1984 doublespeak. If you've ever heard, ever heard it right there. The guy who's doing everything possible to make sure there is no election integrity writes a new book called Integrity about elections. Yeah, that's funny. Regina, it is, oh, it is PDF file on Telegram. That is the, uh, is the that Arizona, Arizona? Audit? Is that what you're talking yeah. about, Regina? I think so. Yeah, I don't know if that's, it's out of the book. Huh? Yeah. Oh, what oh, guys- oh, 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 that's a report. The report's a PDF volunteer. Yeah, okay. okay. So, Garland, I saw on your Twitter feed that, I, I don't know if this was new information. It sounded new to me that Ruby and her daughter were seen. There's a video of them, maybe feeding the same ballots over and over for yes. an hour. Yeah, uh, the state the State Farm Arena video shows duplicate ballot scanning, and we have found duplicate ballots. In the, that in would the- go. That kind of a thing <laughs> would explain some of the stuff I read out from Richard Charnin's email about like the 10 things that they found in Arizona. You have mismatches of numbers and different categorization. It could be that the same the same ballots are being scanned over and over again, which is why those numbers stop matching and and how you know that they can actually intentionally affect the outcome because you would only be rescanning the ones that you wanted. <laughs> right. I mean, so it's it's hard to understand how you could really like what all this means. Well, they found these. What does that mean? Well, 
if you scanned more ballots than people came in to vote, then maybe the same things were scanned over and over again. I'm not saying that is true for Arizona, but I'm just saying these details are very important in understanding how the fraud or the the um, mm-hmm. malfeasance is perpetrated. But they have to understand that, you know, there's a lot of details. It's not so obvious on its face. Absolutely. Um Okay, so here's oh here's what Matt was talking about, the poll the this is um, the poll workers. Now technically, the poll observers were not kicked out. What they were told that right. the counting was going to stop for the evening. They were tricked out. They were tricked out, and then they hung around for a half an hour because I think they were a little bit suspicious. And then they finally decided they left on their own volition. And then the law was broken when they started back counting without them present. That's that's the real issue. All right. Jack Bauer says, are there any voting bills on the agenda for the next Georgia legislative session? Not yet. Do you, are you going to present any, or do you know anybody who is? We're going to advocate for um, ballots, uh, physical access, you know, public access to ballots, physical ballots, and we're going to advocate for uh, image, public access to image servers. Um, that would be All right. Okay. Monica, were you? I was just going to say, and then you can read that, that I actually have to hop in five minutes. I got through all the questions. If anyone wants to ask more questions right now, I can continue to feed them to you guys. If you want to carry on without me, that's totally fine. But I'm just putting the call out for kind of the last round of questions. Okay. And this is the last question we have or comment. All right. Michelle says court orders for video surveillance for each of the cities in which an audit is done. I don't know what you're referring to there. Um, I think uh, I'm not sure. She might be talking about video surveillance of the audit itself, which we would certainly want to have. Um, but I, I guess that's what she's talking about. I, maybe this clarifies it. Do three cities in every state. Time is of the utmost importance as this dictator is destroying our country. <laughs> now, John um, said something here. I don't know, John, what exactly are you referring to that Gabe Sterling says was normal process. process. That's what yeah, I, yeah. yeah. That, that was the State Farm Arena ballot process. And ones when they when they hid the ballots under the table, brought them out. Uh, it was skirted tables. The fact that the rooms curved, uh, you know, all those stuff. The violations of Georgia law, which he's which Gabe Sterling says is standard ballot processing, normal ballot processing. That, that see that to me is something that is really important, and you guys do that with the videos that you make, but. To understand that something is fraudulent, the public has to first be aware of what those normal processes are. Otherwise, they can just lie and say, oh, that's just normal, and people will go with it. Um, so that's why it's good. You guys make those short videos, and you guys put them up on the website. Everybody should check those out. Celia says, joining late, are we going to have to use the machine for the 22nd election? For the uh, 22 election, excuse me. Um, we're going to, you know, our lawsuit was designed to get rid of it before the 22, 2022 election. So we're going to push that envelope as, as far as we possibly can. Matt says, have you heard about the camera footage of 240 people with backpacks stuffing ballot drop boxes off? I think what he's referring to is the true the vote Um geo tracking uh, that is probably related to the camera footage of those drop boxes. So I, and that's some devastating evidence and truth of us going to have more coming out there. 
This is just like anarchy in Wild West. People shoving ballots under tables, stuffing them in their backpacks, scanning, scanning them for hours. It's crazy. Tim says, "Do you do you, do the status? Do you the status of the true vote mm. case? Do you know the status of the true vote case of ballot trafficking?" Yeah, as far as I know, they have not filed a case. They've just turned the evidence over for investigation, and I don't know who they turned it over to, but. Um, I, I kind of fat chance of that going anywhere, depending upon who they turned it over to. But they got they have some great evidence. Lydia says so. The damage keeps mounting up. Like I heard taxes going up for people for we the people, but journalists will get fifty thousand dollar deductions. Is that for like their work into? reporting lies i haven't heard of any of this has either of you guys heard yeah of i don't i don't know about the fifty thousand dollar deduction yeah but taxes are definitely going up but that, that could be. <laughs> yeah. always be sure of that bob says that yesterday javon said on burn podcast that three of his findings were in cotton arizona's report javon said he has another eight to ten reports that were very incriminating what's with What's this with Javon and the Arizona audit? Uh, I, well, I don't know. I know that Javon has a role in the audit, and and maybe that's in conjunction with Ben Cotton. I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not privy to that information. So, the legal process is on hold until November. What are you going to be working on between now and then, and how can people help you in whatever you're working on? Well, uh, if I told you that, then they'd have to kill me. So, <laughs> we'll say that. Uh, but no, seriously, though, uh, we will. Um, we think that we have some more groundbreaking evidence that will come out different than anything that we have put out before. And we're hoping to have a press conference in uh, October to release more new groundbreaking evidence. Um, and uh, we, our volunteers are working on that. We have an incredible team of volunteers doing all sorts of things. One of these days, I'm just going to have to tell you about all the stuff that they're Well, doing. we want to have a party. When it's all over, we'll have like a real party yeah. and we'll go. But in the meanwhile, maybe we can get somebody, that guy with the plane, to sponsor it. But in the meanwhile, how are you paying the bills? Are you well, getting well, as much donations as you're paying yeah. out? The guy with the plane is not that rich. So uh, we we did see Kelly Loeffler's plane la land. This was funny. We were at the airport and $31 million plane comes in. Right. Uh, and that lands. She gets off and hops in a, uh, an SUV, a, little a, black, a black SUV. Yeah, goes yeah, over yeah, yeah. And, and we're all saying, why is she here? I mean, it, you know, she they're not going to let her speak. If she did, they would get, she'd get booed out of the, yeah, I mean, she, out of the whole she, fairgrounds. She's one of those few people <laughs> you can identify by name as if only she had stood her ground the course of history would have been different. Exactly. I mean, who, and you know how wow. she'll, never, she'll never be able to live that down. It's like she's politically um, committed suicide. But well, um, who knows what her motives are? But yes. Yeah, so, what do you use the money for? And yeah. do, you, do you need more? You have tons. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, as you know, we don't have tons. We are we are, uh, resist. All, we work on small donations and. Uh, I explained yesterday what what we've been using the money for. You know, because the people need to need to. Um, no, and you know, I talked about the lawsuits and what we're we're finding out, and that's what we're um, we're all about. We're going to try to bring some more, and that does require money. So it's a voterj.org donate. It is uh, all tax deductible, and uh, I don't take a salary, as y'all know. I'm volunteer, and so it'll all be put to good use. And we've got so much more evidence to to, to bring out.
this is how I think about it. And I think about this for the show that Binkley and I do, the propaganda report, the drive time news blast, is that if every every single person can't do every single thing. So if there's somebody who's good at it and they are willing to put their effort into it and their time, and all it takes for you is to chip in a few bucks so that that person can pay the bills or pay court expenses or whatever. I mean, you're just doing your part if you have the same goals and not enough people are really in a position to move that ball forward like you are. I mean, you really have the resources, you have the experience, you have the integrity. You obviously can absorb these blows and come back swinging. So you're the guy and all we have to do is contribute our time, effort, support, um, a few bucks here and there. And you guys are, are shouldering the big, the, the burden basically. So I really, I contribute as often as makes sense for me. So same thing I would ask for other people, voterga.org slash donate. If you, if this is important to you and, um, you know, try to quantify how important it is to you, not so much the outcome. This is more about the process. This is more about the fact that the only thing that stands between us and tyranny is our rights as we are able to assert them and defend them. And you are doing that for us. We support you with our time, our effort, our goodwill, and when we can afford it, the dollars that it takes to um, to file these cases. And I actually think it's a good thing that the judge said that you had to pay for it all because there will be no, no one can claim that this is a waste of taxpayers' money. It's totally voluntary. We're all chipping in. It's a nickel and dime process. So anybody who's listening, tell your friends, share this show and ask them, give five bucks, give 25 bucks, give a hundred bucks if you can. And I think it makes sense. That's a great point you brought up, Monica, because you are the one actually pursuing this, Garland. You're the most unbiased person I've ever met when it comes to politics. You truly are going after the integrity. But because you you guys have started to get so much attention to the cause, there are other groups that are trying to co-opt that term and fundraise on their behalf as though they were doing the same work that you are. But really, they're not. So VoterGA.org slash donate is where you donate to the, the real effort that Garland is, is putting together in VoterGA. All right, guys. Y'all were so eloquent. Thank you. Yeah, one All more right. here. Hillary said, uh, John says, no. Hillary, invite you over for dinner. Say <laughs> no. I would never come back. You know. And <laughs> the red be, liquid be... in the glass is not wine. <laughs> that is. would be my last meal. <laughs> if All you're right, lucky. Thanks, thanks, Mom. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Bye, yeah. guys. See y'all later. Bye-bye. Thank you.